0: This is On the Block with Strick and Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland
1: for three! And you're going to go out of
0: here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Ninety-three-seven, The Ticket veteran and Bill Callahan Fan Club President, Jake Bockelman. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is on the block with Stricken Box. Hold up.
1: This is On the Block here on 93.7 The Ticket. We are back with you on a Wednesday. I'm Jake Boccovin. He's the Oscar Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet, Eric Strickland. And uh, we've got plenty of sports to talk with you. Hopefully have Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald join us here within the outer course shootout with Strick, the best game show on anybody's airways. We're taking it national. We're, we're competing with everybody now uh, with Shootout with Strick. Uh, and uh, we got some Big Ten coaching rankings coming up throughout the day. Uh, also, Big Ten considering a change in divisions. Do they want different divisions or do they want no divisions at all? Uh, kind of a mix in, in feelings from across the, the landscape of the Big Ten. Uh, but uh, also, Nebraska basketball last night had an addition as well so we'll get into all of that but I did want to start with this uh, well and of course we'll have hitting in the hardwood with our NBA action but I did want to start with this too with Orlando winning the uh, NBA lottery last night some people probably overlook it or don't care if your team's not involved you're probably not paying too much of attention to it uh, but it's always interesting this year's uh, group of uh, crop of kids are that are going into the draft um, there's not necessarily definitive number one there so that's what I wanted to ask you Strick uh, if you're the magic and you're eyeing that first Pick? Do you think you go Chet Holmgren, Paulo Banchero, Jaden Ivey, or Jabari Smith, or maybe go uh, go out in left field? Because that's kind of the idea—is the the that they're kind of those four players are kind of competing for it. I always like Keegan Murray myself, but uh, where would you go uh, if you're the Magic at number one?
0: <sighs> that's that's a really tough one. I mean, I think you you you've got to you've got to love the upside of Chet Holmgren, but he's still for a lot of. Um, you know, reasons that that deal with his weight and his his strength and stuff that must become uh a little bit more prevalent when you get to the the NBA level. I mean at, at, at a weight of one hundred ninety five pounds, he has a tremendous wingspan at seven six, so that's that's something to be uh spoken of. Uh he has tremendous upside. But you can understand why at number two the Thunder would love to grab someone like him. The reason being is it's it's like a flashback to Kevin Durant, right? So yeah. you know the Slim Reaper. So he <laughs> he he probably looks very similar similar to him. I mean, a lot of people say that he's complimentary to a Dirk or Marcus Canby on defense uh, with 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 his slimness. He has great timing and blocking balls. So his upside is is tremendous. At the number one pick, is that something that you want to uh, look at? I think the the magic is looking at maybe Jabari Smith um, from just the fact that he has elite scoring, op- uh, you know, abilities, right. Um, you got to look back at the times when they were able to get Shaq and there's no one like that. That's what, so I understand what you're saying. There's no one like that. I mean, even I, it, I would even be looking at Paulo Banchero just because of his size and, and his abilities to stretch the floor. And he fits very uh, compatibly uh, into the systems of the day. And so you just don't know. It's hard to say uh, where they're gonna go and how the impact they're gonna be able to make. The Magic really need an impact type of player. They need a right now impact and also a longstanding impact. They need somebody that's going to be there for the long haul. I don't know if this draft draft, uh, has that, uh, so to speak. I think they have a lot of good players, some players that will fit in and and play some nice roles. I think this is the draft of the underdog, the draft of uh, the person that's going to come uh, out of nowhere and be in the middle or towards the end, uh, Kobe Bryant-ish. Not saying they're going to be like Kobe Bryant, but I'm saying that you they're can't going to be in that right range. And you're not going to see it, you yeah. know, right away. Um, it, it's possibly that type of draft. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. It, it, that's, a, that's a great stumper for Strick as to where um, someone would go in this specific instance. But I def- definitely think it's going to be between them three, probably Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, and Paulo Bencero.
1: And also in that draft, obviously will be Bryce McGowan's who is uh, working out today at the NBA uh, Combine. So good luck to him. If, if you're interested in this sort of stuff, he's uh, in shoes uh, six six and a half, so uh, getting up there towards six seven. Uh, his uh, and maybe still growing at his age 6'8.75 uh, for his wingspan, um, and uh, so, you know that's kind of where he's at w- one eighty one is his weight. Obviously we know he's pretty thin five point four percent body fat. Um, what, what was your kind of body fat back in the day. probably
0: it was similar to that um so I didn't necessarily have the cuts but I my best body body fat was at five one. Mm-hmm. um that was obviously in Dallas and I find it interesting as I began to look at some of the mock drafts a lot of some people not a lot I didn't say a lot but some people believe that he could go as. Early as the twenty six to the Mavericks, which would be kind of crazy. That'd be awesome. Uh, a lot of people look at him as someone similar to like Latrell Sprewell. Um, his attack ability in the open court, how good he is, um, streaky from the outside. Uh, so a lot of comparisons compare him to like Latrell uh, Latrell Sprewell. Um, he's got great bounce. Uh, he has above the rim abilities. I think he would be a great fit for a team similar to to them, to the Mavs, depending on what their free agency situation looks like. Um, that that could be a good grab for the style of play that they play, um, to be in there, to get a chance to watch and observe like Luka and, and who is at that similar size other than his weight, but to be able to watch and then just play off of him Uh, He would do good playing off of a, a guy like Luka Doncic, which he could have some success there.
1: Yeah, that, that would be fun to see him do uh, that. For what it's worth, I also saw, let's see if I can find it now, um, his, his broad jump he did pretty good in. So, I mean, they're, they're doing all that testing out there, and we won't know exactly, obviously, you know, what it does for you to do. They even have a four-point shooting drill uh, that they've got maybe over there from uh, the big three league. So it's just kind of funny how they do that. Yeah, 34 inches for his max vert, um, so, you know, that's pretty solid compared to his, his competition out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. if And we're still obviously hoping it's a big deal if he gets pick number one. Nebraska hasn't had a not obviously number one first round draft pick hasn't had a first round draft pick since Teron Liu. So maybe maybe even Teron Liu with the Clippers there. Maybe if they have a late pick they can slide in there and get one. But I wasn't looking toward the back half the draft. I'm not sure if they do. But uh, congratulations to, to the Magic. Uh, maybe can get uh, their their next big move here. But again when there's you know I, I think if you're in that position it's kind of nice when there's that obvious number one or you pick between one or two guys. This year is just kind of a crapshoot and so I think the top four picks feel pretty good with where that and again if you're me I even like Keegan Murray, probably, of everybody in this draft, and I think he'll be, you know, top five, top six. So I wouldn't feel too bad if you're kind of getting in the top five uh, if you are in that case. Uh, For college basketball, Nebraska basketball, adding a transfer as well, Emmanuel Bandomel from SMU, uh, somewhat of a defensive specialist, uh, but uh, can score. He's he's shot over uh, 35% from beyond the arc. I know that's kind of a big deal around here uh, because they've struggled at times from there. And in a double-digit score in each of the past two seasons, for the S- SMU Mustangs, uh, I think he's uh, three. Let's see. He's got uh, one year of eligibility at Nebraska. So it's yeah. just a plug and play situation here. Obviously, they've added Sam Griesel, Juwan Gary, and the belief here, too, is with Uh, uh they're kind of. At their scholarship limit, if you take away Latme and in in Trey McGowan, so I think that this might be kind of signaling. Although there was never an announcement um, that that's kind of where that's going for Nebraska basketball. Do you see this? Um, and maybe they'll add another player. We'll see uh, eventually, and, and still some movement. You never know with uh, college athletics these days. Um, but this looks like pretty close to the Walker uh, the roster um, that they're going to be running with. How do you how do you kind of feel that uh, Mill fits in?
0: I mean, like like you're saying, they've had some troubles defensively. Not that they can't play defense. They could play defense, but they weren't uh consistent throughout and, and getting um they have a lot of length now. Similar, I mean, it's looking very similar to me as what Iowa. It's like I don't know if they took a you know, a piece out of their playbook and looked at the way and the style that they play. Iowa is very similar to them. Um, as far as just across the board length, right? And then stretching the floor and shooting at all at all positions. Um, but, yeah, with Gary, who is a great slasher open court, if they get out and run, uh, Juwan Gary would be one of those type of guys who would be and thrive and be successful in the open court. And, um, you know, Emmanuel is, is, is a 3 and D guy. You know, he's one of those guys who will be able to spot up. And um, right now, I, I don't know – to be honest i think probably ramel lloyd would be one of their guys that is is a tremendous creator based on where he's come from uh playing out there um, um, with uh, uh you know Bronny james and that and that whole crew um, out at um what what's the gosh darn it i just dropped my it's in my head um the school that they in california um gosh darn it yeah i'm not be i'll sure anyway, we'll help too much <laughs> my mind, it, 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 it's it's Sierra Canyon, God, oh, there it is. Yeah. It, was just, yeah, it was, it was like on my mind. But yeah, so he he was kind of one of their, you know, their lead lead guards. But he's different in in that he's a true point guard, and I think that's what they've been missing. Ramel Lloyd has the ability to score, but he is really a a, a solid true point guard. And so if he gets them out in the open court and, and pushes. Gives those guys opportunities out there. It'll it'll be good. It'll bode well for him. I think he's good. I think it's a good good grab for them. It continues to add to their depth and length, and and they're going to be able to throw lots of different uh, looks at you.
1: Yeah, I th- I think that you it probably with his experience and his, his plug and play, um, you could probably see him kind of as either you know a, a starter or kind of the first guy off the bench. So I mean, I, th- I think he comes that-
0: from a winning program, too. Right. So it's not like they they're losing. Probably been to a couple. Uh, you know, uh, tournaments as well. You know, I, how be it, it's in, in, I mean, uh, NITs, but still those are postseason tournaments where you're getting experience and you've gotten experience. Um, You know, I think it's a good addition uh, to the program because they have a great incoming recruiting class in a top 30 nationally, uh, you know, based off of rivals and two, four, seven sports. Um, But they also have a pair of top 150 recruits out of Ramel Lloyd and and Jamarcus Lawrence, uh, as well as Blaise Keita, who is number four overall in JUCO. So I I think there's potential there, but I'm eyeing it with the same type of hesitation as as I'm doing with the football team. I don't want to drink too much Kool-Aid too early, but I, I, I do like the potential of it. They've got still some veteran leadership with Walker, I think it's good to move on from Latin man and add these types of uh, additions to that. Um, you still would like to maybe see Trey McGowan's, but I think adding these guys is definitely shoring that up.
1: Yeah, and that that is probably the the other way to look at it too is that this is and it, it, it's not final. It, it just looks like the writing's on the wall for Trey McGowan. It looks like he's maybe he's he's decided to move on, um, and certainly would be helpful to have him back. It, it's almost like you know Emmanuel Pando is kind of similar type uh, to Trey right. McGowan, so um, I think that that's you know again maybe more of a sign of of, of kind of what's going on there. Um, but uh, how do you see that loss kind of playing in? Uh, obviously he was injured much of last year, wasn't necessarily the offensive weapon that he was the prior year maybe because of that injury um, but you kind of figured if if he was coming back with Derek Walker he'd be you know the, the leader on the team the focal point and so uh, kind of moving on with you know past the McGowan's brothers uh, era here at Nebraska it looks like. Well I
0: definitely thought it was probably an error for him to leave being that he was injured and just really didn't get a chance to show and prove and and put up and and, and and put the numbers together that you would probably need to make yourself a viable candidate in, in the draft or, uh, but he, he will be picked up. And, and, and the thing that you've got to love about him, you, you're seeing the success in the NBA right now with guys who are uh, showing and having teams with great defensive prowess. He could be a good addition to a team uh, to try to be a free agent and and pick up. Uh, he won't be an expense, crazy expense to him. And even if he goes into the G League, similar to what Gary Payton II did, um, it took him some time. And I think he's very similar to that style: of strength and 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 uh, resilience and athleticism, crazy um, physical uh, guarding. And I think if he lands on a team similar to like a Golden State or a Memphis or a, a very late – probably could be a free agent, great pickup for like the Clippers where, you know, they are um, they don't have anybody in the first round. So they're going to be trying to look to acquire some free agent talent out there. So a guy like him who can play defense and uh, be very, I think, Patrick Beverly-ish but with more size very pesty and and, and athletic. yeah pesty and with athleticism I think you know it could be a good look for him but it's going to take some time it's not going to happen right away because he still has very raw skills his ball handling to me is he's very downhill one move one counter uh type of player so it's it's going to be tough for him initially but I think he'll figure it out especially if he Uses his defensive prowess to be able to give him an opportunity to make a team.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, he's got the athleticism. We saw that with his bounce all along. In in the you know the perimeter defense, um, like you said, all you know everything else probably needs to be sharpened a little bit. But that will be kind of fun to to follow him because he does have you know you could see him kind of filling a role there. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it's an outsider shot, but we'll kind of see here. Uh, let's go to Craig here on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Craig, how are you doing? What do you think today? Good.
0: Hi, guys. I guess I'm curious what your thoughts are on Trey and Lat uh, moving to the portal. If that decision is theirs, the coaches, I don't think either one of them is a pro prospect. And at this point, it makes me wonder if there's not a slot for them
1: or they're just, they're dragging their feet to jump into the portal. You know, I don't know if the decision is is the coaching staff or it's theirs right now, Uh, but it seems like it's kind of dragging along love to have him back but i don't know if it's their call
0: right now wonder what you guys think
1: all right, thanks for the call there, Craig. Um, obviously, again, they 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 could have came back to Nebraska. I don't know if they're doing portal or just moving on uh, with their careers, maybe professionally. And you might you know mock that a little bit, but overseas or you know wherever you know it may be yeah. for them. Um, I think
0: that's less perspective, right. is Looking overseas, but go ahead.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I I, I you know, I to me, I think with uh, if, if, as, if you're talking about, was there a roster spot open for him? Certainly, I think there would have been. Um, it, you know, for, uh, for McGowan's, I, I think that that's, um, you know, kind of obviously, again, yeah. he would have been your leader on the team. He has the, that, again, maybe outsider, but outsider NBA potential just because of the athleticism and the defense that he'd bring to the table. Um, with Lat, you know, I, I think that that just never developed quite the way that they wanted it to. He did start for him, so you. Know, whenever you're talking about, you know, maybe bringing back a returning starter, um, but I personally kind of just see it as maybe, um, you know, best for both worlds, you know, kind of move in, in a separate direction where um, Nebraska tried to, to move that scholarship to a place that will help a little bit more as they rebuild this team. And then Lat, you know, he's just kind of getting up there in age and, um, you know, maybe with his length, he'll always be something that, you know, overseas people will see kind of interesting if he can um, have a good workout with him.
0: I I, I say the same thing. I, I, I thought that probably Lat wouldn't be coming back. And if anybody would come, it would probably be Trey. I think it's very late for transfer portals for basketball. If you want to go to a really good team, they would probably end up going to a a mid-major type of team. I don't think they would go to a big program um, that would have any type of success. It would definitely be a numbers type of program. I could see them maybe going to like a Colorado state or um, a Wyoming or a New Mexico state, um, uh, something like that. (laughs) But or Nevada or UNLV, you know, something like that. But I, I de- definitely couldn't see them going to a, a Creighton or Louisville or Virginia or anything of that nature. So in that aspect, that's a late move in the transfer portal to be able to land a good spot somewhere. Um, I think, but I could be wrong.
1: How about uh, How about Teddy Allen? I think he's still out in the transfer portal. Do you like to see a reunion?
0: Uh negative. No, not gonna happen. I think I think that's that's a cancerous mix. Yeah, you're really try, especially when your job's on the line. If you want to lose your job, maybe you know. Yeah. But, uh, but up and coming coach who's looking for somebody that can get buckets, they might they might grab them.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't can't don't wait to see where he
0: lands, deep. but I can't I can't see it being a, a great program. Uh, nonetheless, uh, he could follow his coach. Uh, I don't see that, but you know, could be still in that same vein that. Uh, Cal State Fullerton type or um, you know San Diego State type or something like that you know Fresno State type, but definitely i don't I don't see him having upward mobility. Yeah. And so, uh, you
1: know, I just kind of want to run over, um, the roster, I guess as we see it, uh, maybe the kind of the starting lineup and, and maybe that where that would go, um, for Nebraska basketball, if you're trying to start to piece this together with their three, uh, transfer portal additions, again, Emmanuel Bandamel being the latest, I think he's, uh, he, along with Sam Griesel are, you know, proven starter type guys that you're going to bring in, uh, Juwan Gary certainly could get the starting role as well. Uh, the transfer from Alabama Griesel, by the way, the transfer from North Dakota state. Um, uh, but I think, uh, Gary would kind of be in there with C.J. Wilcher probably battling for that role as, as I see it. Um, and then, you know, down low, you, you probably got Brydenbach, Derek Walker, Blaise Keita, uh, a mixture of those guys uh, starting. Certainly Derek Walker, who will be the leader of the team um, and uh, might have a bigger role. And then on the bench, like you said, I mean, Tom Inaga will be there. Ramel Lloyd, maybe could eventually, you know, maybe he pops off, could be uh, a guy that's in the mix there to start eventually. Um, Lor- Jamarcus Lawrence, Denham Dawson, and Quarren McPherson, uh, also guys that Denim
0: Dawson's one to watch yeah. because he's been around the program now. He's kind of – he's got a good understanding of what Fred Hoiberg wants and what he's, what he's trying to accomplish. So him at a point guard uh, role, he could emerge um, depending on how well he he plays in the offseason, develops as well. But I, I think he's got a little advantage of being around the program and, and getting a chance to listen in those meetings and understand – And that's that's what I would be if I was a a player that had been here in the program, watching it and watching all of the things that Alonzo Verge went through and how coach was on him. I would be I would be taking notes. Don't do that. Don't do that. Be good here. solid here i would be taking notes it'd be my 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 dang uh uh bedroom wall would be filled with with notes and i'd be looking at every day so that i would be trying to accomplish those things in game and in practice because you know, Denim Dawson had the opportunity to see those things.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think that he'll have a chance to play too. So I think when you're looking at it, um, you know, as I'm trying to count up the names here, and, and there's some other guys that, that could factor in too, but uh, they're gonna be, it's going to be tough to, you know, another fight to get in the starting lineup, another fight um, to maybe be, Top, you know, top eight, and they'll probably you know work with that in the in the preseason as they as they get going into um, obviously the exhibition games, but then even into the non-con games. Um, so it'll be kind of fun to to watch it play out. Um, there's not going to be again. I I think that what they did miss in the portal, and maybe they can go uh, and still add another big guy. Obviously, um, they they lost uh, some battles <laughs> with transfer portal um, players, uh, specifically the the one to Creighton, um, but. Um, a score, you know, you kind of wonder who's going to take over that scoring role. Um, that's not necessarily Mill's calling card. Like he's more defensive, but he can, you know, you, you know, kind of be, a, you know, a, a part of the offense, and and maybe that'll work better for Nebraska. But if you're trying to pick out the leading scorer for this team. Um, it's yeah. tough to do. It, it it might be one of those years where you have one guy that averages fourteen, the next guy averaged thirteen, another guy averaged ten. You know, you know that sort of uh, type of thing. You don't have a. I don't think you have a go to score necessarily at this point. And eventually, you'll you'll find that in your offense. But I don't know who it would be it. <laughs> yeah.
0: No answer. Probably yeah. no answer. Yeah. I mean, that's really no because yeah, you you cannot. There's nothing there that you can pre- predict, and that's the scary part of it because. When you think about it, not having that identity, it, you know that that place identified. There's going to be people vying for it, and sometimes that, similar to the Verge, and you you can see early in the season, it was like a McGowan's Verge competition as to who's going to be the man. It was it was like two two alphas, and I would say super alpha and Verge and, and McGowan's kind of, you know minor alpha you know but but he just emerges because of his abilities um when you have that it could mess up chemistry if i'm a coaching staff and if i'm there i'm i'm nipping that in the bud and we are we're going to be a team because what you can find is that the success of the team is going to breed success in your next level progressions because they're going to look at you and just say, oh, okay, yeah, you did that on a on – a, that's what scares me about the McGowan situation. He right now is the top – He's they basically have him listed as the, the 10th best shooting guard. That don't always bowl well, so that means someone's got to really like you if you want to move up and, and get drafted in that first round. Usually when you're that far down as far as uh, the prospect uh, of that, I mean, he's a top 30, they say, uh, prospect. Uh, and that's just upside and abilities and things of that nature, but uh, right now they have him as the uh, uh, you know tenth best shooting guard. So that's what kind of gives me a little a little fear. I mean, do you want to do you take a chance on it, especially with those shooting numbers, those inconsistencies? And that's again where you're just saying, well, we're gonna we're gonna fill him in to a spot and not have to worry about it. I would make him probably a two way player. Uh, meaning that if you're going to draft him in the first round, you're you're probably not going to have him on roster early. You'll probably send him down to the G League, let him get some seasoning, get some strength, get some – because that's where I saw his weaknesses was, especially with the way the league is now allowing more physicality in the play. Um, If Bryce doesn't improve in that area, because I saw that when he got bumped off a lot, he he was ineffective. He wasn't as effective um he got better late but still I still think he still needs more um abilities to get by somebody and and have strength to get by you put a shoulder on somebody and you're able to you know emerge by him just by just that little shoulder that little arm and you're by him without getting bumped off your uh your line so that's that's what I'm I'm hoping he can do be a two-way player and and still make his money and be able to uh you know to the next level at some point in
1: time do you think that he needs to add weight to his frame obviously we see some skinny guys in the league doing pretty well um do you think that that's a is is a necessity for him um yeah yeah still needs to to look
0: look strength strength is not necessarily like muscles Mm -hmm. strength is just devin booker is not super muscular strength but he can get by you you know what i mean now, you'll see a little bit more of that strength in like a, um, a DeMar DeRozan or you'll see it in a Jimmy Butler, uh, definitely a Kawhi Leonard. That's where you see physicality. Mm-hmm. You see it in Giannis, guys like that. Um, you see uh, uh, what – what is it called? The, the marshmallow <laughs> – what is the marshmallow guy, uh, the Stay puff Marshmallow man? You see that yeah. in Luka Doncic. <laughs> yeah, <see that? laughs> he's got some strength you, there. <laughs> you see that in Luka Doncic. It's the Stay puff, it's the Stay puff strength, but yeah. it works. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, so, yeah, you see you see those. But Kevin Durant didn't really ever have that, but he's so crafty and he's so shifty. Um, you know, you see that wiry strength in, like, Jason Tatum, guys like that. Yeah. So it, it works, but you've got to, it's technical. You got to have technique in order to use that wiriness to be able to create separation and sliding off guys and getting something by them, and then it's strengthening forearms and, and kind of them shoulders without pushing off or without hooking. You're just able to put a shoulder on. So if you could see me on online, that's why sometimes it's good to watch this because you can see me kind of acting it out. But if you you kind of get by somebody, you put an arm on them and you just slide them. You're not pushing off. You just kind of slide them off Mm -hmm. and you can get by somebody. So those are techniques that I learned. Definitely Kiki VanderWay, one of the best to do it. Wasn't the most athletic guy. Wasn't the most talented guy, but he gets buckets. And he taught me a lot of those techniques. And that's what made me successful.
1: Oh, interesting. Uh, interesting stuff. And I, I can't wait to see what happens with, with Bryce McGowan's at the next level. we got to know the draft lottery and maybe where he might fall as they try to figure out uh, some things going. But hopefully uh, he does well at the combine and getting can raise his stock. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hopefully be joined by Evan Bland of the Omaha World. Harold usually joining us, um, but my phone is not sending text messages, so I didn't get it warn him. So we'll kind of see. Uh, we'll we'll uh, run that down. And if not, we've still got plenty more to talk about. So that'll be coming up next year on The Block on 93.7 i ticket. take